0: Hello friends, and welcome back to the On Her Own podcast. When was something different today, I had caffeine! I've been on decaf for three months? I think I started in December. I knew when I hit the road I wanted to cut out caffeine And I didn't want to be addicted and I didn't want to feel like I have to have a cup of coffee every single day So I weaned myself off I've been on decaf for a while and every once in a while I give myself a little treat and I was thinking mmm How fun would it be if I showed up with a completely different energy today's episode and I was just like (laughs) All up in your face. I went to Starbucks and I had the brown sugar oat milk shaken or iced shaken espresso. I think that's it. It's good, it's really good. The only sad part is I drank most of it and then I put it on top of my car and I went to go get something from my trunk and I didn't realize I put it on the part of my trunk. I thought it was on top of my roof, so it knocked over and it spilled and I'm really sad about that because I wanted to finish it but clearly from my energy, I did not need to finish it. But, you know, just want to try something new and shake things up and that is like my whole life and my whole lifestyle i love changing things i love trying new things i love just being like oh i've been doing the same thing for a long time let me try something else i didn't shave my armpits for like three years when i was in college and it was you know it feels like it was recently but it wasn't i think it was over a year ago i think it was almost two years ago now i was shaving my legs at the time but i just kind of looked at my armpit and i was like you know, it's been so long since I've shaved this, I just wanna try. And so I started shaving my armpits again and it's like, it means nothing, like it has nothing to it, but I want to do it anyway, cause I just love change. I love changing things up. And as you can tell, that brings us to the title of today's episode. In a two year time span, I have lived in five homes in four different cities, in three different states, and it has been my favorite thing in the world. I could almost say six homes, I guess, if we consider the car a home. I'm originally from Illinois, so I really stuck around that area. My family's from Wisconsin. I went to Wisconsin for college for a semester. I hated it, so I went to Chicago. So I have lived in Illinois the majority of my life. Even in college, I went to college in Chicago, like the majority of my time in college. So, 2019 end of 2018 i was in a studio apartment in chicago and then end of january i think beginning of february i up and moved to boulder i always wanted to move to boulder and i lived in a three bedroom apartment house with some random people on facebook that worked out for about six months and then i had an opportunity to move into a big old house still in boulder with some friends that I met through work. And then after that, I moved to California. November 1st, I got in my car. I packed my entire car, got rid of a bunch of stuff. Everything that fit in my car went with me to California. It was just me. I took my mattress, I strapped it to the top of my car and drove through the Rocky Mountains. And I took myself to California and I had just visited before and I knew it was time. I was like, I'm in love with California. This is where I'm supposed to go next. I'm very intuitive about all my change. I was living in a three bedroom in Carlsbad, California, again, with random roommates on Facebook. I think three months in, I initially told my roommate, I was like, I think I'm gonna go move my car. And then I didn't do it, Um, but I told him anyway, because I was like, well, if I'm gonna do this, I need to talk to him about it because he would have to find another roommate. But I was just on a month-to-monthly, so I was like very free to just do whatever. So then about four months into that, me and my friend were talking, Lisha, who you met in the last, well, two episodes ago. And we were going to live together in LA, and the places we were looking at, we really like didn't want to live in a dinky place in LA. We're like, we're going to live in a nice place in LA. And it didn't work out. We didn't get approved, and we both just took that as a sign as there was like something else we were supposed to do, which really worked out for both of us. I would still to this day live with her if we were ever in that situation. Love her so much. And there are few people that I can actually like happily live with and she is definitely one of those people that I can. I uh, found a random studio on, I think it was like Zillow or something. It just popped up and I was like, I think this is the sign I'm supposed to live in this place. So I lived in this badass studio in Encinitas, California. I was a 10 minute walk from the beach. It was like downtown Encinitas. It was amazing and I remember telling people I was like yeah I'm spending uh $1,500 on rent for uh like I think the studio was like maybe 200 square feet and people were like oh my god and I loved it it was worth every penny for me I just so badly loved that lifestyle and wanted to be close to the water it felt so good I am a fire sign and I find that being near water is very calming and it balances everything out for me. So that was the fifth house. If we're going on six, I now live in the car and I moved into the car last year, November 1st. I've got something with November 1st move dates and we're here now. So that was Chicago, Boulder, Boulder, Carlsbad, and Encinitas, and now I live wherever I want. So we've got, you know, Illinois most of my life. I've lived in Wisconsin for a little bit, Colorado and California. And I was not always like this. I've always kind of liked change to an extent, but I was not always very comfortable with it. And a big, big, big part of that was my, like, I like to call it my shift, my shift of spring of 2018. I was burnt out honestly everything was like really heavy for me and it was a combination between the relationship i was in and also stage managing at the time i got my degree in stage management in theater and i was just like it's so like i said burnt out i was exhausted and I think the first catalyst for that for me was leaving my three-year relationship with the man I had been with since we had graduated high school. And I felt like I was changing so rapidly as a person and that we weren't, you know, we weren't changing down the same path. We were no longer going down the same path of our lives, really working together. And I knew that if I stayed with him, I'd just continue to be the same person. And that's not what I wanted. I didn't want to stay in Illinois. I had a desire to move. I had a desire just to go to Colorado in general and I knew I couldn't do that in this relationship. And so many more things were just like signs that we just kind of knew it was time to split up, which was really painful. For me, it's harder to end a relationship that doesn't have any big issues. Like it's it's easy to end a relationship when somebody does something wrong or does something that you're like, okay, this is not okay. This is like cross my boundaries and I'm ending this relationship. It's for me harder to end a relationship when I'm sitting here like, i love you and i care about you so much and you've done nothing wrong and at the same time we are no longer compatible we no longer work together and what's best for both of us is to split up even though i love you so much and i want the best for you so that was a lot of pain and i'm glad i did it and like going out on the other side of that I was a completely different person I remember one of the biggest things for me which I thought was so interesting was I actually started working out and I had never been a person to work out but it felt so good I got a gym membership after that and I was excited to go to the gym it felt like really good to move my body and I just always had a lot of anxiety about going to the gym before that, and it just like catapulted me forward into all these different things when I finally allowed myself to release something that wasn't serving me anymore, and I could finally admit that to myself. So after that, I was like, oh, okay, like I can release things, like I can release stage managing, even though I've been working on this degree, I think for three years at that point, and I was going to graduate early. I was had decided that year that I was done stage managing and with my degree you have to stage manage a certain number of shows um and I had already finished that like I had already done all my stage management classes but you know typically if somebody's going to be a stage manager they'll continue stage managing bigger and bigger shows until they graduate within the school and I told my professor my stage management teacher that I was done i was like hey like this is not for me anymore i'm just like burnt out and i don't want to do this anymore like i'm going to go down a different path i was pretty sure i was going to do music management and she was really understanding and i told her i was like i'm happy to still help out in some capacity i just don't want to do big shows so i actually dropped i was going to be an assistant stage manager on a musical and i'm pretty sure i was on the path to like stage manage you know a bigger like they call them the main stage shows i'm pretty sure i was on the path to stage manage a main stage show and I dropped and I was like I'm not doing this anymore and I dropped the the main stage show that I was on as an assistant stage manager for a musical and I just let it go and she told me she's like don't do anything you know I ask of you if you don't want to which I really appreciated that she did that like I wasn't just doing anything to please her but she did end up coming to me with a show that she needed some help on and I ended up stage managing um I think they're called like d1s or d2s it's like directing one directing two And it's like the director's first show that they do and these are the students and then you know They're very small shows and they each get a stage manager and that stage manager. It's like typically their first time stage managing So I was just the production stage manager who was overseeing all these assistant stage managers who were doing their first show So I didn't have to show up to people's rehearsals every night, which is really nice but I did have to oversee, you know all the youngins and run everything and I had to be in the booth with them as they called their shows. Man, at that point, I had already decided not to do stage management. And I still remember the tipping point of when I had just like the full, full, full confirmation that I was done was I had developed an issue with my eye that I still have on and off to this day. And I just call it my stress eye now. But my right eye will dilate and just kind of feels funky when I've been stressed out and on the show that we were doing, we were switching shows to do the tech for and we couldn't find one of our actors and it was stressful and I was like, where is she? Like we were walking all around the school to find her and like calling her and texting her and my eye was acting up really bad and it started to like sting and burn in both of my eyes so typically I just have the one sometimes when it comes up but it was so bad that it was both of them at that point point. and me and one of my assistant stage managers were walking around the building and I had to stop I think I still have a picture of this I had to stop on the last step of the stairs because my eyes burned so bad I literally just had to shut them and they were just watering and watering because they burned so bad and I was just like I'm burnt out I'm done like I've never stage managing again. Again, this is so stressful. I just had a lot of passion though for live performance, live arts, and I still loved theater. I just knew that this wasn't for me, but I was in the music industry a lot, especially with my previous partner because he was a bassist and we went to a lot of shows and I was just around that energy a lot. And I loved, love, love, love live shows. And I thought, okay, like maybe I'll manage a music venue. So I got this internship at a music venue in Chicago. It was really cool. If y'all ever heard of the Subterranean, it was there and it was just, it was really chill and I loved it. And I was thinking, cool, like maybe this is what I'm meant to do. Like I am really, really good at managing things. It was fun for a while. I really enjoyed helping out, which I didn't do a lot of. And I look back and I was like, it would have been cool if I actually did more shows and like helped out with more shows, but I didn't do many of them. And part of that was like, I just needed to ask. The shows that I did do, I loved being at the shows and working them and not like attending them. Like I didn't want to be in the crowd. I loved being at the front and taking tickets um i was merch table for a couple like one maybe two shows and my friends when i was dating my previous partner i would do merch for their band sometimes whether it was like a show at you know out at a venue or he had a lot of house shows so i would do merch there as well and i always enjoyed that just like being in the back and being able to observe everything but not actually having to be like a participant and like be in the crowd. Maybe that was my anxiety, maybe that was my control issues, but I really did enjoy that. But after some time at that internship, I was really starting to become a different person. And like I said, like I had this big shift in 2018 where I just started to notice more and I wanted to be more positive and I really want a different lifestyle for myself than I was living. Like I didn't want to stay in the same place and do the same things. I was really just craving change and craving to get out of my comfort zone. So after a while at this internship, I had noticed and picked up on the fact that I was becoming a really optimistic person and just positive in general, which I think I always had that energy, but I didn't express it a lot because it wasn't very present in the energy around me that I was with. So. You know, people that I knew at school, people that I worked with, or just things in general where I, you know, we we just related about negative stuff. We related about like shitting on things or shitting on each other or shitting on ourselves and just being negative about ourselves or like other people in our lives. And I noticed that I didn't want to be that anymore and that I was changing and I wasn't being that anymore, but that my surroundings and the people around me weren't that. And that there were even, you know, I go to so, so far to say that there were times where I was positive and I was excited about things, but it didn't really register with the people around me. So I would share about something I was really excited about. And then I would kind of get crickets or like people just didn't know what to say because they weren't used to relating to people who were positive in that way and so it really opened my eyes to the fact that okay this isn't meant for me either i know it was just my experience individually that i had that was like oh there are negative people around me and they're not as positive and i i'm really positive right now i know there are other situations and other scenarios that i could have been like other places i could have been working and surrounded myself with people in different situations where people were positive or you know maybe those people did want to be positive too but they weren't used to it and it would have taken time to warm up like there are different situations. I didn't need to fully leave Chicago, but that was one of the big things that pushed me even further just to get out of my comfort zone and get out of, you know, the music industry and live arts in general because I painted it as that picture in my head, even though I know there are other places that aren't like that. So within all this, I actually tried to drop out of college. Not that it would change too much for my timeline, but I just got to this point where I'm like, I'm not gonna do this, it doesn't matter. Like to this day, I have not done anything that I need my degree for. At that point, I was like, this just feels like a waste of money. My parents just wouldn't let me drop out. You know, of course, like I can do whatever I want. You know, I'm a, I am ai was an adult at that point. If I wanted to drop out, they would have been like really upset with me. And there probably would have been a lot of big issues there. But I figured at that point, I think when I was trying to drop out, I only had, a semester, maybe two semesters left. I think I had two semesters left, and then at that time what I did was I just dropped my minor because that was the thing that was going to keep me around for an extra semester because I had gone to classes every single summer so that I could try to graduate earlier, just get it done with, and actually it saves money too because uh, community college classes were cheaper. So I was on the track to graduate early or just not have a lot of classes last semester. So I just dropped my minor and I was like, cool, like I'm just gonna be done early. So I just squeezed everything in that last semester and finished and just like got the heck out of there. And I remember the one thing that I was just holding on to the whole time was that I'm moving to Colorado after I'm done with college. I kept telling myself that like, I don't care Like where I'm going, I just know I'm moving to Colorado. I'd have no plan. I didn't know where I was going to live, but I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that's what I was going to do as soon as I graduated college. So before I moved and even before I graduated college, I wanted to be a life coach. I had this whole plan and I do really enjoy coaching people. I do enjoy chatting with people and like helping them find their path and helping them find clarity. So I was really invested in becoming a coach. I was following people online that were coaches and was really inspired by them. So. I signed up for IIN, which if you haven't heard of it, it's the Institute for Integrative Nutrition where you can go to become a certified, I think they call it certified life coach or certified coach. It's just a general program that kind of takes you through the basics of coaching and really helps you build a foundation for your business and a foundation for your clients and yeah, invested in that before I think I even graduated and I started my like life coaching business. And that's what I was doing out of college, including virtual assisting. So I'll talk about my work a little bit later, but I did pick up a job before I finished college. And while I was in college, I was working the whole time too. I worked several different jobs within college. I did two different Taco Bells. I worked in a Mexican restaurant for a year. And then I was like, it's time to leave this. And then, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I went on to. I had a job at my school. I had a job at a diner. I worked at Tom's, the shoe store. So I just had all different jobs and I would always feel intuitively when I was like, it's time to leave. I'm not enjoying this anymore. So I always had that as a constant in my life that, you know, I just knew when things were time to change. I think, you know, going back from the very beginning, I've always loved change and I saw that in the little things about me. And I was just talking to my friend about this. And I have a couple friends who are very similar in this way of like, we'd move around our bedrooms like every few months, or at least like I would do it at least once a year, if not a couple times a year where I would just get really antsy and unstable almost within my room. So I would move around like everything in my room, I'd have to move my bed around and all the dressers and sometimes I get rid of stuff and sometimes I get new stuff. And the amount of like comfort and relief I felt after moving everything around was amazing. I would actually sleep better the first night that I moved everything around. It felt like the most amazing thing ever and yeah, I noticed like little things about my past and like my childhood that like, okay, I've always like changed from the beginning. And I think too, I traveled a lot. So I got that fix for myself. My parents were never together and my dad lived in New Jersey. So I traveled every other holiday in half the summer to go visit him. And usually the summer was split up into two trips. So I would like go out there for two weeks, come back home and then I'd go out there for another two weeks. So I always got a fix of like, You know, if I got bored with being in Illinois, I got to get up and go travel to New Jersey and go to New York to see my dad's family. When I was at home in Illinois, We had so many family members in Wisconsin that almost like every weekend, every other weekend, we were up in Wisconsin. So I think at the same time, I did get my like change fix, if you want to call it that, because we did a lot of different things as I was growing up. But at the same time, I did see that I was still very controlling in my, I maybe like my early years, but you know, high school through college, I think it was because I had a lot of traumas that I was processing and I wanted predictability and I wanted control. So I think that's what led me to be very observant and attentive, which led me to stage managing because there was a lot of like, I need to control, I need to know everything, I need to know what's going on and I need to be a part of that. So it wasn't that I wasn't okay with change necessarily, but I needed to be prepared and ready for any change that could happen. Like I remember my backpack was just full of like, all these different things. I'd have anything that people would need. I remember being in like a class and somebody would be like, oh my God, I need this. And I'd like whip out a, a fork or a spoon or a band aid or a hair tie or a stapler. I would always just be the person who would have those things on me because I never wanted to be in a situation where I didn't have them. And I remember one of my favorite parts was when I started working at my college, I got to have an office that we shared with everybody who had that job. And I got lockers and I just had like, access to all this stuff, it almost felt like more safe at school because I knew if I was ever in a situation where I needed something, it was around and I could go get it or I could get it for other people and I could be that person to help other people out. And I had like control of the change around me. So I think that was the only part where I didn't feel like I was comfortable with change, but man, it all changed. And my perception of needing to be in control around change completely flipped when I smoked weed for the first time. It just like blew the doors off for me. And it was like, maybe not the first time, maybe this registered like the second time. I remember just thinking about, before I had ever tried weed, I would think about you know, being high because it was around me. I had friends who smoked, but I just like never touched it because I was I was worried that I would be too anxious. I was worried that I would probably like freak out and have an anxiety attack because I wouldn't be in control and that it would put me in this altered state where I couldn't be in control of things or I would forget something or I would hurt somebody because I forgot something and I wouldn't be able to help other people because I wouldn't be in that state And I was so scared of that. And I remember the first time I tried it, I was like, whoa, this is what it's like to be relaxed. This is what it's like to not have a million tabs open in my brain at every single moment and have all these things running on the back end constantly trying to remember X, Y, and Z so that I can do this for that person and not forget this and I can meet this person's need without them even knowing it. Oh my gosh, that was like, and I still do that a little bit to this day, but I have stepped back from it a lot where I would just be like observing the room, observing the room, and I would notice somebody like change or their body language change or whatever. And I would be like, oh my God, they need this thing. And I would just pull it out for them or go get it. That was like the best thing ever to just take a step back and be like, Wow, I can just think about one thing at a time right now. Like I can't have a million tabs running when I'm smoking and it feels amazing. It was like night and day and it was like a complete reset. It felt so healthy. It felt freeing for the first time. I think that was the first time I feel like I, I knew what Freedom was like emotionally and mentally. And it's still something that I partake in to this day, not a lot. I never have done it, you know, obsessively or felt like I had an addiction, but it is something that just helps me to like chill and remember that, you know, everything's taken care of and everything's okay. And it really taught me seeing in those moments that nothing was blowing up, nothing was on fire, no one was hurt just because I wasn't there every moment. Uh, thinking about everything and meeting everybody's needs. And it's also shown me how much better it is that I can just let other people meet their needs. And yeah, it's nice that I can help them out and I can still be attentive and do things, but I don't need to do everything. And letting other people meet their needs is healthy and that they should do that. That was an amazing experience for me to like, kind of flip that on its head. Of I love change and now I can love change in a way that is really healthy. I can love change in a way that just allows change to be and allows me to react to the change in the moment instead of feeling like I have to prepare for every single possible opportunity for change. Now I can live life and just be like, oh, that thing changed and I didn't see that coming, and that's cool. And like here's how I'm gonna respond to that now. And that doesn't say like, don't ever prepare or like don't ever think ahead. Like you can do that, but the amount that I was doing it and the amount that I think a lot of people do it is a bit obsessive and unhealthy, and it can actually hurt us and cause us more stress by thinking way too much about it. So I think it's really good to question how much we are preparing for change and how much we are holding on to that control of like I need to know what is going to happen next. I need to be prepared for anything that can happen. Be prepared. Like, you know, you live in California, you live in somewhere where there's earthquakes. Have an earthquake bag. You live in somewhere there's hurricanes, like be prepared for natural disasters that you know are going to come up. It doesn't mean like never be prepared. But also, don't do it overly to the extent that you're hurting yourself, to the extent that you're stressing yourself out, to the extent that you know you are spreading yourself thin. And it's such a cliche thing, but fill your cup first, take care of yourself, or you know you're you're not even going to be okay enough to help the other people in those situations or to even help yourself when there is change because you're going to be so burnt out. So allowing this to happen has really taken me on this path and this journey with my work especially, but with a lot of things in life where I now really intuitively let myself change and intuitively let things let things change. Like I intuitively let things change and allow them to be, although I got my degree in stage management and I felt a little bad by not stage managing anymore, I was like, okay, I feel really strongly about coaching and I'm gonna invest my time in this coaching program. And I did it and I finished it and I did have a couple clients, but ultimately what happened was I got a virtual assistant job right before I graduated college. And at first it was an intern and then it turned into a paid job like right after I graduated college, which was amazing. So it was how I was able to afford to move to Colorado. And that really just expanded itself within that job. Within just a few months, I saw, A really deep need for tech support and I created you know a position for myself that was bigger than the virtual assistant which was amazing and I loved it so I ended up releasing being a life coach and letting that go and you know I think I felt a little bad at first that I invested all this time and my family helped me go through IIN but ultimately I knew that Whatever is going to serve me in my highest is also going to serve everyone else Like if I'm just going to do things to please other people It's gonna make me miserable and it's gonna make everyone else around me miserable So if I'm gonna serve myself, it's also going to be in highest service to everyone else And I truly believe that if we're putting everyone else above us and we are burning ourselves out It's actually in like lowest service to the people around us and that we're going to be the best version of ourselves when we put ourselves first, and thus that's going to be best for the people around us. The virtual assistant job led me to this tech support, which kind of turned into website designer and building and like integrator. And I was doing like all of this backend work, which was really cool. And I eventually built it up. So I had two different clients and I was working on their teams as like an employee, but I got to a point where I was feeling like there's something bigger than this. I know I can do more and i started freelancing as that work and kind of switched that over as you know website design and building and after some time of doing that my client that i was still working with who i originally had the virtual assistant position with offered me a position as a project manager and an integrator to support her business so that was a really awesome opportunity that I got to kind of have a more concrete job of not just working hourly and I got a salary. I got to learn a lot about project management and integration and it felt really good. And at the same time, I was also unlearning a lot of my like control and a lot of my um attention to detail that was like obsessive and i was scared as i was unlearning that and like diving more into my feminine of this flow and letting things happen that i was going to be a bad project manager and integrator but it actually just allowed me to do so much more and i remember taking this position with her and she said you know only do it if it's a fuck yes and i had this moment in my body of like it's a yes but it's also a yes for now and just having this deep intuitive knowing of There's something else more than this that you're going to move on to, which is so funny because if I'm thinking about it logically, which I do a lot in my logic and my intuition, my emotional side, whatever you want to call it, they fight each other a lot. And my logical side will be like, well, this is the smart move to do. We need to stick with this. And like... Here's what makes sense and oftentimes like you're thinking about the practicality but oftentimes she's also wrong and oftentimes it gets worse and more uncomfortable the more i stick with logic and like fight against my intuition or fight against my emotional side and i don't think it's even emotional side it is my intuition of like what am i deeply called to do right now what am i pulled to do that I feel like, you know, sometimes it doesn't always make logical sense, but it also feels right in my body. It feels right 100%, like what I'm supposed to be doing right now, even if it doesn't make logical sense. So I had this knowing when I accepted that job of this is a yes for now, and this is temporary, and you know, this is going to lead me down a path that I'm supposed to go down. So I remember a few months into doing this position, I just had this like very soft and quiet intuitive ping of, hey, it's time to leave. And I was so confused. I was like, what? You know, I love change as much as the next person, but like logically this change did not make sense. I was having a consistent amount of income coming in that was expected. I was like, I know how much I'm making. I'm making a good amount. And I, you know, don't want to say like, just leave this job without knowing what's coming next. And she was like, it's time to move on. Like it's time to release this, like let go. And I didn't because I didn't know what I was going to do after that. I was like, okay, I can, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do after this. Why would I let go of this and not have another job lined up? I've had this happen before many times. And I think a lot of people can relate to this is when you have this intuitive pull to do something and you don't do it, a lot of times that situation gets worse and worse and worse until you are forced to leave and forced to get out of that situation. And by worse, like it can just mean like more uncomfortable or things can just come up that it's like pushing you and giving you reasons to leave. So for me there were just things that came up that I was like, oh, maybe maybe I wanted something else and maybe I don't wanna be here anymore. maybe this isn't working out. Maybe this is a better opportunity for me and this business that we have more opportunity to find other people who are gonna be better fits. Over time, I was just like, okay, it is time to leave. And it was also unveiled to me that I was supposed to be doing my own thing, which made me so uncomfortable. I just had this knowing that I was playing it really small by working for other people. And that was something I had told myself most of my life since I had been stage managing was, you are meant to be the supporter and that's really beautiful and you are supposed to help people grow their visions. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was so cool that I was like, I am literally you know, cut out to be other people's supporters and helping them grow what they're doing and that I'm always supposed to be working for other people. And it felt really comfortable to sit in that box of this is this is my place. And I remember just getting this ping one day of, mm, no, actually you're playing really small by doing that and you've always done that and that's not what you're meant to be doing. You're supposed to be doing your own thing. You're supposed to be carving your own path. And if you continue to do this, you're gonna play small and you're gonna miss out on a lot of your life. And I was like, fuck, like, okay, but that feels so uncomfortable. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, and I asked this question, and I was like, who am I to run my own business? Like, who am I to do this? And if you guys know that quote, I always forget who it's by, but it's like, who are you not? Shine bright, shine big. After some time of like really mulling it over, I left that job without having much set up in my own business. I just like went for it cause I knew I needed to do it. And I also knew by leaving, that would be my push to get my own shit together. So I left that job and now created the business that I have for myself, which, is systems integrator and creative solutions expert for online coaches which i love and it like melds together all of my talents and all of my skills that i have gained over so so much time i think it's really ironic and i like to say this was like a cookie cutter position for me this position was just like this job was just made for me because I started out, you know, very young liking mathematics and I went to high school with an engineering program that I went through And then it was, you know, the stage management and I've always been creative and then I learned a lot about coaching and I was a coach myself and then I supported coaches and I got to learn a lot about their businesses and then I found this job. I basically get to help people automate their business, which is a lot of problem solving and communicating with them and supporting them and figuring out creative solutions to help automate their business, to help organize it better, to help scale their business in all these different ways that I fucking love problem solving. Like I can't even describe the, the pure high I get from solving problems, especially within this realm, especially within coaching, but just in general. Like I love getting a really just good juicy issue or like juicy, like something somebody wants to do within their business and I'm like, ooh, And I love just like sitting down and exploring all the different ways to do it and figuring out what works best for somebody. It's so fun. It's so yummy. So I have been absolutely loving that. And I know I would have never got here if I didn't just allow myself to change when I felt pulled to change. I would still be, hell, I would still be a fucking, I would be a psychologist right now. Or I would be in grad school or something because i didn't even cover this in the beginning but my first semester of college i was dead set on being a psychologist i was dead set on being a psychologist for years in high school i told everyone i was going to be a psychologist because i you know i had a lot of issues and a lot of depression and a lot of stuff that i shit that i just went through growing up and i always also enjoyed being the support for other people in high school and when i was growing up and allowing people to talk to me and just giving them advice or just listening to them in general and I wanted to be that person for other people and after like one semester of college I was like absolutely not this is not what I want to do I don't want to be stuck in an office I can do more supporting other people and listening to them by being out in my everyday life and being in an environment that really suits me and what really rang true for me was I just remembered my technical director in high school and how cool he was and how much he was just always there to listen to people and was always so supportive and you know he might not even have that much to say sometimes but he was just there to listen and it always felt really good and I always felt really supported by him that's why I went to stage manage because I had been stage managing in high school and I loved it and also I thought I can do more for people by you know being in the theater industry and being their ear and being a shoulder and being somebody that will listen to them and I'll do more by that than I will just by sitting in an office and that's for me personally I'm not knocking psychology but the biggest flip for me there was in my psychology class there was a kid who sat next to me for a few weeks and he stopped showing up on and off and then one day we found out that I believe he overdosed from heroin and I just remember thinking back like fuck like if this kid had somebody to talk to in his life, that was just a support that wasn't even like a psychologist or wasn't even a therapist, which, you know, therapy could have helped him if he was in it or not. I don't even know, but I was like, fuck, maybe if I had talked to him, if I had been a support for him, things would have changed. And that's what really shifted in my life is, you know, one of the biggest impacts we make in people's lives is just listening to them. And some of the people that aren't even, you know, qualified or whatever you want to call it, aren't therapists, can make a really big impact in somebody's lives. So that was huge for me of why I made that change. And I think about, you know, if I had just stuck with one thing, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I wouldn't be able to help people in the way that I am. And, you know, I I might've seriously, seriously burned out in stage management if I kept going with it, if I actually got my degree and got a job in it. And I might've, you know, at this point I wouldn't even have a job because of COVID. Um, Most people don't have a job in that industry anymore. I probably would have had to move back home and just throw on the towel. I'm incredibly grateful for what being really comfortable with change has brought me. It has, created the life that I have right now. It has allowed me to move into my car. It has allowed me to find the person that I am right now. If I didn't allow things to change within me, I don't even have the same ideals or the same beliefs that I used to, which I think is really healthy and that we should change that much. And some people can be so married to what they think and what they believe that they won't even allow themselves to shift or change when they're presented with new information or that, Maybe they feel a pull within themselves that they're supposed to explore something different or be something different or try something new, but they won't do it because change is so scary and they want the consistency. They want the constant. They don't you know, want the unknown of like, oh my God, what's going to happen when I do this? What's going to happen when I become this? What's going to happen when I take that step? But life kind of only exists in the change. It only exists in the inconsistency. If everything was the same, I honestly would go insane if everything is, was the same we would never change as humanity we would never get better we would never grow it can be scary to be in the change it can be scary to be in things that are unfamiliar but it's only because we're allowing ourselves that fear and what we can actually turn it into is something really exciting and you know i think a lot of people talk about life being a game but we can turn it into this game of you know as far as we know we only do this thing one time and you know my spiritual beliefs I do think that we come back and do this again but we don't have recollection of it we don't have a remembrance of that so we get to play with each of these lives that we have and something that one of my coaches says right now is you know how good are you willing to let life get I think about you know I can't let life get that good if I'm never willing to change if I'm never willing to get uncomfortable if I'm never willing to just throw shit in the wind and see what sticks and figure it out So that's my little rant on on change, my motivation on change. But, you know, people often ask me, hey, where are you going next? What are you doing next? And I never know. I always have a general idea, but I don't plan those things often in advance. And some things I plan, but I also know that everything is open to change. Everything is open to shift. And I get excited to see where that goes. Like right now, I think it was almost a month ago now or more than a month ago where I got really excited about WorkAways. And I applied to Workaways and I was convinced that I was just like, I'm going to go away and I'm going to do all these Workaways and I'm going to, you know, meet new people and live in free places. And I contacted a place that just got back to me the other day. And I'm now in a place where I don't think I want to do a Workaway right now. I don't know if it'll be any more, but in this moment, I don't want to do it. It's very interesting because I was really, really, really stuck on doing Workaways. And convince myself that that was exactly what I was gonna do. I was gonna do it for a few months and like bounce around, maybe even for the rest of the year, and just do that for the rest of the year. And that was gonna be my thing. And then everything changed. I do think it was really aligned that this person didn't reply for almost a month because it's not what I was supposed to go do immediately. So it feels really good that. You know, they just replied now, and I'm connecting with them, and maybe that will be something I do, but for right now, what's next for me is is building out my car, which I'm super excited about, building my business, getting ready to buy a van this year, and just seeing where life takes me. I'm really excited to go south probably in a couple weeks. I always say probably, it's my, <laughs> my friend and I like to call it our forecast because both of us are you know very open to change are very open to our lives just shifting when they need to so we make our forecasts for you know i think you can forecast for up to 10 days and my forecast right now is working on my car and then going somewhere warm where i can camp out and then drive into town and work on my business every day and just like unplug for a little bit so i invite you if you are not somebody who's comfortable with change if you are not somebody who is very comfortable with inconsistency or shifts if you're very married to needing consistency and needing that um looking at what areas you can release a little bit looking at what areas that you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable and kind of find joy in that and play in not knowing what's next and play in you know the unknown and kind of like this childlike wonderment think back to when we're kids we really don't know what's going to happen next like not unless our parents tell us and i know there are kids growing up that you know they always have to know what's next but you know so many kids they're you're just carefree at that point and you don't know what's going to happen and Allow yourself to play in that allow yourself to just do whatever feels good in the moment and then kind of move on. You know, where, where are you holding on? Where are you constantly controlling and where can you let go and not plan? Maybe you plan out dinner every single night, maybe, you know, morning of or week before you plan out what your dinner is going to be. Maybe instead, try out this week, you just go home at night and you say, hmm, what do I wanna eat tonight? And I just cook whatever. And I'm not knocking planning, like meal prep can be, you know, really, really helpful for somebody who has a busy, busy life. But if you are really married to never changing and consistency, try something like that. It is actually really freeing and yeah, I hope that's something you're you're able to explore. I will be busy building out my car and materials for the rest of the week. I'm really excited to get this done. It is gonna rain here for a little bit. I'm currently in Wisconsin with my family and I won't have a ton of time to build this week, but I will be getting materials and measuring and all that good stuff and taking my car in to make sure everything's okay there. So if y'all want to stay connected, you can check me out on Instagram, Ellie.Rogers, E-L-I-E.R-O-G-E-R-S. Yes, that is only one L in Ellie and no D in Rogers. This is not Aaron Rogers. <laughs> But I look forward to sharing the finished camper car build out there and if you're interested in any of my business stuff you can connect there or if you just want to connect in general you can just feel free to shoot me a dm i'm always open to chat with people and fellow travelers, or just whatever you're interested in. I really enjoy and am passionate about connecting with people in whatever way I can, so I am out there. And until next week, y'all, stay safe, stay sane, and have some fun. Go do something that you didn't plan for once and let go of control.